to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Where are you boys from? New Jersey. We're on our way to Hollywood. Hollywood, huh? It's a long ways away. Yeah, thank God you picked us up. Well, do unto others. That's what the book says. Wait a sec, you follow the book too? I live my life by it. You? Of course. So, you live by the book too? Well, you picked us up, didn't you? I got it. Well, that's good to hear. But it's a lot easier to say that you live by the book than to actually do it. Can you do it? All right. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy who makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit Two Strangers One Podcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Austin Chudy. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Austin. Thank you for checking out the episode. A quick update for our constant listeners is since the last episode, my car has completely died and I've sold first scrap and I am in the market for a new car. Well, with that, uh, Austin has been an incredible human being and decided to help me out getting to and from work. Well, while in the car, we've been having some pretty funny conversations, so I decided, uh, let's record it and maybe we can make that into an episode. So some of the quality might be not be the best uh, for this show, but then again, hey, that's what this show is all about, not good quality. Uh, the conversations have been pretty funny, so check it out. What you're going to hear is pretty much what happened over the past week. I'm not a monster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, wait, I'm don't see anything in a, don't yeah. see anything inappropriate. Okay. Um, all right, so yeah. So why Snape is a dick bag? So, Sorry, I love your mother. Right. So it, you haven't finished Deathly Hallows. So you don't know the the big reveal. Fucking Voldemort kills him for reasons that aren't made super clear in the movie, and will take a while to explain. But basically, Snape is in control of the Elder Wand because he killed Dumbledore. At least that's what Voldemort thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, really through some bullshit Harry is in control of the wand mm-hmm. anyway Voldemort thinks he needs to kill Snape to own the wand so he kills Snape and as Snape is dying you know the Pensieve the little memory bowl yeah um, he leaks out some Pensieve fluid for Harry Ron and Hermione and they look at it and it turns out that Snape loved uh, Lily Harry's mom like their whole childhood and shit and then he joined the Death Eaters, and Dumbledore's like, dude, you're a dick. If you still love Lily, then fucking stop being a dick and be a double agent for me. So he does, and then Lily gets killed, and he's like, oh, I fucked up. And then Dumbledore's like, well, if you want to make up for it, protect her son who survived. And he's like, all right, I'll make sure Harry's okay. And that that's the, that's the oh, okay, Snape was a good guy all along story. But the Snape is a fucked up piece of shit asshole story Uh is that Lily Evans, Harry's mom, was a muggle-born wizard. And as soon as she married someone other than Snape, he decided to join the wizard Nazis that kill muggle-borns. The Death Eaters. Yeah. So it's just like, 
oh, I love her so much that I'm going to join the people that want her dead. Oh. He is just a fucking prick. He is a little emo Kylo Ren bitch. So they only killed her. They only killed them because she was Muggleborn. Rather, they killed her because she well, was the that, prophecy of the boy that. Well, lived. well, that, that's that's why they were like, we need to kill them right now. But the guy, um, the Death Eaters' whole thing was blood purity. So uh, they, they wanted pure blood wizards, half blood, Muggleborn, you know, mud blood. They called them, which is it's like that wizard N word. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, the. They were all about blood purity, and if you weren't a full-blooded witch or wizard, you were you were like a Jew in um, Canada or uh, Nazi Germany. Is there a sign outside my door that says no. "Mud Blood Storage"? <laughs> Storing dead mud bloods ain't my fucking business. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's that's why that's why Snape was a prick all along. Oh, also, he didn't have to be an asshole to Harry for seven years. He could have been nice. <laughs> But like, oh, you remind me of the guy that got the girl that I like, and I deserve sex prizes, so you have detention. But what if there was a girl that you liked that they never gave you the time of day? Mm-hmm. And then you got to be around her kid. You want to treat her kid like shit? Uh, not if I I'm would. A, <laughs> not if I'm a teacher who actually loved her? No. Uh, no, I wouldn't be a dickhead. <laughs> this thing was like a friend zone. Right, it's, it's, friends it, own neck beard. If, 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 yeah, if that's how you're going to be, you shouldn't be working with children. <laughs> Even in the wizarding world, where like a literal ghost can teach you history, which which actually happens in the books. <laughs> There's a ghost that teaches history of magic. But they got like paintings that are alive. Yeah. But it's not the person; it's the painting. Like, it, it's it's sort of the person, like um, the Dumbledore painting after Dumbledore died was like conveniently asleep whenever they really needed him mm-hmm. but you you could talk to paintings of people and like get information from that person wow like, the what about just like pictures in a newspaper how's that any different from a painting like pictures in a newspaper move and stuff like that paintings are more magical I guess so the pictures in the newspaper were like they're like gifts <laughs> <laughs> it was just like here's a couple seconds of this happening instead of just like here's a screenshot of this happening Paintings, I don't know, probably something more personal with it. They weren't, you know, they were painted, they weren't taken with cameras. So they're probably imbued with a spell of the essence of the person or something. <laughs> you take Dumbledore's jizz and paint a picture of it? Not literal essence. <laughs> Besides, you have to scrape it off Grindelwald's teeth. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Watching Jude Law and Johnny Depp fuck in the next movie. Because the next movie's supposed to have it's got Wizard Hitler. Gay yeah. Wizard Hitler. Gay Wizard Hitler, uh, Gellert Grindelwald. And young Albus Dumbledore, Jude Law. I didn't know Jude Law was playing. Yeah, Jude Law is playing young Albus Dumbledore. It's going to be pretty. It's kind of hot. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and wait, and, 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 and Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp is, is Grindelwald. So they, really, they're they're playing lovers. I don't know if that'll be explored in this movie in particular. It's supposed to be another seven movie series, so they might they might cool off on the gay wizard sex. But yeah, that's uh, that's what. But aren't happens. there only three books for Fantastic like, Beasts? Yeah, there are zero. <laughs> then that, that, there, there was a fake Hogwarts like school book made of it, uh-huh. and then uh, J.K. Rowling's just been writing scripts for the movies. There's no actual novelization. 
I could have sworn one of my coworkers was like a diehard fan. Well, had a, a like diehard a, fan. There were three diehard books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a book on his. He had like a he had a, like a three book thing that would have been on his desk. And I Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Quidditch Through the Ages. That sounds and right. Maybe Tales of Beetle the Bard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- those were, um, you know, Red Nose Day. Yeah, those were things that J.K. Rowling wrote for Red Nose Day and then published. Because tale, the Tale of Beetle and the Bard, I actually, well, I had it at one point. I don't know what happened to it. I think I gave it to my daughter's. Well, I bought it for my daughter's mother, but I think I don't know if she kept it or. I don't think I threw it out. So, so those are just those are real books in the Harry Potter universe, mm-hmm. and then they just they defictionalized them for us. But Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the book, has very little, if anything, to do with the movie. Oh. It's, it's, like, it's like a textbook on Fantastic Beasts and where you might find them. <laughs> the, sort of like the, a zombie survival guide. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the movie is, shit, I lost all my Fantastic Beasts. I wonder where we can find them. <laughs> Have you seen that yet? No. I know it's, it's pretty Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne. I, you don't like Eddie Redmayne. I don't. Well, not that I don't. I was kind of just being an you, asshole. You I said, said I that. fucking hate him because of that tranny movie. <laughs> Your words. No, I, <laughs> no, well, he played. He played. Um, yes, he was Marius and Lame Miz, and he, they casted a little young. Shit, maybe I'm the tranny. <laughs> he played. I shouldn't say uh, tranny. <laughs> he played uh, Stephen Hawking. Yes, the Stephen in, Hawking. In, um, theory of everything. So Stephen Hawking went to America to get American, because there's American witches. They're American witch. There's American. Is it American, American school? He didn't go there to get American witches. <laughs> okay. Oh, he goes I've, to I've America. Got, I've got an awful lot of beasts, and it's pretty crazy, right? But you like ever see a puffskin? <laughs> you want to see my puffskin? Puff <laughs> so he 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 smuggles. He smuggles, <laughs> that rhymes with muggles. He, he smuggles muggles. He smuggles muggles. He smuggles. In America, they're called nomads because that, that movie was super accurate and then Americans are fucking lazy. <laughs> they're called nomads. You know, like no magic? Uh, Quidditch? Yeah, we call that one football. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he smuggles, but he smuggles magical beasts into the United States, yeah. yes? Yes. He, he's got a. He has a TARDIS suitcase full of. There's a bag of holding. Yeah, he's got a bag of holding full of cryptozoology. But it's like, it's a menagerie in there. Like, you can go into it and stuff. You're not just pulling out hippogriffs and shit. Oh, okay. I watched that movie, though. Um, But yeah, so his... You found this out, like, halfway through the movie. And fuck you, it came out two years ago, so spoilers are open. Um, But you have to fit into the suitcase. Like, I couldn't go into the suitcase. I couldn't Well, well, uh, Dan Fogler's character is about... About your size when oh, okay. he goes into the suitcase, and then he got food poisoning and lost twenty pounds. So the one they started filming in the suitcase, he's a little smaller. Yeah. So, um, but, does the bag does the bag expand? Is it like a it, it, room of requirement sort of a deal? Like, it, it's well, no, it's it's <laughs> it's like the Weasley's tent in Goblet of Fire, like it, it, it or like a TARDIS. It looks like a suitcase on the outside, and you open it up, and there's a door, and you go into you know, it, it you know essentially yeah, a, bag, a bag of holding you can go into. It'll stretch. It doesn't. It doesn't stretch. It's. It's like. How do you get in then? You just go in, and when you go through the opening, you're down in the menagerie. It's magic. How do you get in the door? It's, There's got to be a. Do- how does the, the door? Do I shrink? 
No, you How just, do I get it? It's, if the it's, door, a, it's a big suitcase, man. It's not like for files. Is it like a luggage. trunk? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's like carryable. It's like like the high end. Like they'd ask you to check it on a plane. Okay. But like you can carry Oh, it. like a big suitcase. Yeah, man. It's not, it's not like, like... Like we're going somewhere for like two weeks suitcase. Yeah, it's not like a messenger bag. Okay. I was thinking like a briefcase. No. But I'm like, I can't... Like if you put a briefcase, if you, if you cut a hole the size of a briefcase, I can't fit in it. Not with that attitude. Gravity <laughs> will help. <laughs> There's a ladder. But obviously all the animals... He couldn't put a hippogriff because... Isn't well, a hippogriff like well, a big giant fucking it, I, bird I think horse? Now that you mention that, there there is this weird like big. I'm gonna call it a fuck rhino because it's basically a fuck rhino. <laughs> uh, it's just it's got this big pheromone sack on its face, and he lures it back to the case by like a mating dance. So mm-hmm. we're calling it a fuck rhino. Left here. Yeah, make a left. Um. So like the fuck rhino, when he gets it back in the suitcase, it's kind of like shrinking down to fit through the opening. Oh. So there, there's you know there's magic going on. To make so it you work. shrink a bit. You shrink a bit, but Dan Fogler doesn't shrink a bit. It's used as a, a gag of like, "Huh, oh, look how fat this guy is." <sighs> um, but yeah, fuck Rhino just kind of shrinks down to fit in. But then like, once like, you're in, like, your... like Jonah Hill did a few years ago, shrink <laughs> down to fit in. <laughs> then you realize fat isn't funny. I mean, not fat. No, fat is funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> For a fat guy, it took you a lot of tries to get that concept. <laughs> fat is funny because it's like when guys get fat, then they don't get then when they get when they lose weight, they're not funny anymore. Because <laughs> like he slimmed down for like what War Dogs or something like that. I, I and think then, so. But he wasn't funny anymore. It was a serious movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. So the, the reason he brings the suitcase full of magical beasts is because someone poached a Thunderbird in Arizona, and he's trying to bring it back home. I thought a Thunderbird was a house in... It, 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 it's also an Ilvermorning house, probably because they're native to Arizona. Ilvermorning is the American Wizard School. What's the name? Ilvermorning? Ilvermorning. 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 Just think like Ilvermorning, and it's pronounced just like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you get, alright, there's... But Thunderbird is also the name of a house. I think it's Thunderbird. Wh- whatever species that thing is, which I'm going to keep calling Thunderbird because it's a bird that makes it fucking storm. Uh-huh. Um, Stormbird. Uh, maybe Stormbird. Um, but whatever that thing is called, that's one of the houses. And then uh. there's um, Bear Glove. Wolfthorn. Wait. Wait, these are old spices. I was about to say, I used to work in a store that stocked uh... Bear Glove, Wolfthorn. So, he's, that, that's the catalyst that brings him back to America. But... So, and then he brings a Pokemon. Yeah, he, he, he basically brings a full game of Pokemon Go in his backpack. So, wait, why does he bring the... Why does he bring beasts to America if he's trying to catch poachers? That he, were no, he's not catching poachers. He that happened before the movie. He got a Thunderbird that's in his case, uh-huh. in you know, in his weird hammer space menagerie thing. Uh-huh. So he's bringing that Thunderbird back to where it lives. So that's what he's doing in America with all those beasts. He collects them. He collects them, takes care of them. He's, he's like a like a zoologist, like a conservationist. Uh, all right. Yeah. Welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Kevin Smith. <laughs> I'm Rappel Garma. Rappel Garma. 
I'm Frank Garman. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about on this ride home. Um, I don't know. Just wait for the moment to hit us. <laughs> just, just like woefully quiet. <laughs> this time, it's like have talkers block. <laughs> like when I take the, it's it's weird when I take the Uber because some people are very chatty mm-hmm. and some other some people are very not chatty. Like my my rule of thumb is if they don't ask me a fucking thesaurus. <laughs> not chatty. Like my rule of thumb is that like when you get if they don't ask if they don't talk to me I'm not going to talk to them. Wow. Cuz somehow I mean it's not it's not being a snob thing it's sort of like yeah, you want to talk to me I won't talk to you. Some people don't want to talk. <laughs> I'm not and I I hate to be that person. Like I think we could both agree that there's someone at work who will interject into your conversation. If you're having it in a public area. Is he fat? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I hope he dies. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. It's sort of like he'll interject into a conversation that you weren't having with him. Right. And so you hate him because of that. But he you don't that's part of the reason you don't like him, is because he interjects the conversations. Well, like, the only way for him to become more likable is to talk to you, which you don't want him to fucking do. <laughs> well, like that other girl, the one that you said goodbye to. Uh, oh, God, she's she had crazy. Yeah, she was telling... I was in the break room just minding my own business on my phone. I was at work a little early, and she was telling about how her, her sister was selling, like, $5 makeup things, and... And she wanted her, you know, to buy it. And she's talking to someone else in the story. And, like, she literally, like, puts her hand on my shoulder, like, $5, right? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Consider your fucking audience. <laughs> I don't know. Does the 40-year-old unkempt-looking dude want your $5 makeup? No offense, by the way. I know you're doing it for me. <laughs> but, and then, plus, I wasn't engaged in the conversation. I was on my phone. You know, in theory, I wasn't paying attention to anything she was saying because I was on my phone, not engaged in conversation with her. I was I was standing by the time clock, staring at my phone once, uh-huh. and went by. Uh-huh. And she learned that uh-huh. the real first name is. Uh-huh. And she said, and I quote, "His real name is." Uh-huh. Well, I guess you learn something new every day, Austin. That's a statement, correct? Uh-huh. So a couple seconds go by. I don't say fucking anything. Uh-huh. She says. Austin, yeah. Oh, good. You can hear me. Yeah. You didn't ask me a question, so I didn't say anything back. <laughs> you made that a was, statement. That, that was the day I stopped being nice to her because, like, that shit happened all the time where she'd try and pull me into a conversation and I wasn't taking the bait. Like, Austin, no, no, no. I heard you. I just no fucking. I have interest. nothing. I have nothing to add to this conversation. Right. It was a name when I heard it the first time. Yep. I'm not going to engage. I, I was reading a book mid-reading a book, and she interrupted me to ask me what the book was about. So my options were, ignore her, so she can ask again fucking louder and ruin me reading. Stop and tell her and ruin me reading. Or fucking have her read the back of the book and ruin my reading. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter which one I picked, because it ruined my reading no matter (laughs) fucking what. We were watching the TV was on in the break room. And it was like one thing. What was it? It was some superhero movie or something. And she goes, is this Swamp People? 
I'm like, no, it's some superhero movie. It looks like Swamp People. I just clearly just said, I forgot what it was at the time, but I mean, you know, I mean, I forgot now, but at the time I knew what it was. I'm like, no, it's this. It is not Swamp People. Just because it's like on TLC or whatever. Oh, like Slither was that. And she oh. kept insisting it was The Walking Dead. Oh, that's what it was. Slither, oh, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, Slither. That's and what it was. she's like, this isn't Walking Dead. No, it's no, Slither. It's Slither. It does, I literally, it doesn't look like The Walking Dead. It's fucking Slither. <laughs> that's what it was. Nathan Fillion's on The Walking Dead. You know what? You're not fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Would have made a better Rick Grimes. Imagine living in that world. Like, where everything is about, like, you. I always get like, stuck behind she, that person at work. I don't mind. She fucking interrupted me once to tell me that I don't talk much. <laughs> Why the fuck do you think? <laughs> so a guy, a guy is missing for five days. Oh, yeah. But he unfriended someone on Facebook. Yeah, I don't know. He received that. a message from someone. Uh, well, according to Facebook, he received a message. Because I thought about that. Like, if I died... Not that I thought about killing myself or anything like that, but if I, well, if I was killing case. myself, I would probably set some sort of set some sort of keys in motion to fucking someone to find my body soon enough if my cat eats my face. But uh, just don't kill yourself around a cat. His <laughs> <laughs> cat's outside. Oh, he and dude, don't, don't don't make it me. Like, yeah, can you bring me to work? You know, uh, if you want to come up a little early and come on up to my apartment, I'll leave the door unlocked and come in and hang out for a minute. <laughs> Don't, don't do that to me. Nah, nah. Don't, don't make me be the one. Just, nah. like, call the cops before you pull the trigger or something. <laughs> Most days I don't want to see a dead body. <laughs> Every day I don't want to see yours. He finally did it. Yeah, I knew it was coming, but... God, that smell. <laughs> Skinner goes right. <laughs> So he mysteriously stopped coming to work for five days and it being like a no call, no, call, no show sort of deal. He abandoned his post. Said the way too formal supervisor. Yeah, he abandoned his post. Like, this, is a, like, this is a fucking military or something. You know, we're all wearing little boots, right? <laughs> <laughs> we run machines that put things in jars. Just looked at a cartoon drawing of a little girl with pigtails <laughs> over and over again for hours. Abandoned <laughs> post. Bet you say like 1300 and shit. <laughs> 1345. Zero dark 30. <laughs> At 2400 hours. <laughs> Not a thing. Because <laughs> there was a guy for the listeners, there was a guy that was in the military who insisted that 2400 hours was a thing. And not only that, 2,400 hours and then 2,401 would be midnight 01. Yeah. And just couldn't get through his head that, no, I'm pretty sure it's 00. zero and if it's not, it should be because that's a new day. Yeah. It's, it, it, well, no, because that's not how they do it. It goes from 000 to 2359. There is no 2,400 hours. For our humor, I said some shit that, like, yeah, fucking put it in the recording. I don't care. Maybe don't. <laughs> Maybe chop it up a little bit so I get to keep my job and my relationship with my coworkers. <laughs> Dude, 
he's probably dead in the fucking ditch. <laughs> he's like, you're going to feel awful if you say that, and that's what happens. I'm like, no, because if he's dead in the fucking ditch, it already happened. It's not like me saying it caused it. I'm not, not going to jinx him being killed if he's already dead. He died tonight. <laughs> Car drove into a ditch. He was, he was, like, just dying as I said that, and, like, you know, the, the cop that could have saved him just fucking looked the wrong way for a split second when I said that. His final destination is this. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, I'll feel awful if he is dead, but like, I didn't kill him. <laughs> At least that's my alibi. Yeah. I won't feel awful about having said that. But yeah, that's what we're going to be like, dude, if he is dead, you're going to look suspicious if he's a murderer. I didn't kill him. <laughs> Got a rock solid alibi, man. I was here the whole time. Feel the TV; it's still working. <laughs> yeah, I was locked into Battlefront Two for 16 hours yesterday. Yeah. Seriously, look, look, look at look at my Hulu history and my girlfriend's work time card. <laughs> it lines up perfectly. Like that, any time he could have been murdered, I was either at work or playing Brooker watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> well, how do we know you don't set that up as an alibi? Because, you know, every couple hours, who's like, you still watch? <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Because I'd always hit the so next episode. Keep track. I'd always hit the next episode button in the credits. I'm pretty sure once you've gone through, like, 98% of an episode, I'm sure it's logged somewhere. Because that's about to count for something. It really doesn't, man. I wasted a lot of time watching for <laughs> Damn, Well, dude. no, but I'm just saying, just... I didn't fart, I swear to God. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> Damn, dude, did you just fart and make the roads undrivable? <laughs> cold farts. <laughs> we got a cold fart coming in from the uh, <laughs> lake effect farts. Oh, this is comedy gold. I'll edit out what I think what I can. There's a funny blurb here or there, you know, throw it's like a bumper for an episode or something. Oh, positive. Dude, oh, positive is so good. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss that when we actually podcast. That was uh, fucking incredible. Shusha Ronan. Shusha Ronan's blood type was oh, positive. <laughs> and the new and a recently dead cranberry singer. Which is really sad. Wow, that's the worst book title of a Harry Potter book I've ever heard. <laughs> Sir Sharon the recently killed Cranberry Singer. <laughs> Sir Sharon and the False Alarm in Hawaii. <laughs> oh my fucking god, that was crazy. I know, dude. Because, like, if, I, if, if my phone said, like, missiles are coming, like, yeah. I'd be calling people, yeah. like... Like I'd, I like I'd be like going to my like my daughter's mother's house like I need to be with my daughter like right. like if I like there's nowhere I'm gonna go like we, we know we're gonna be fucking nuclear apocalypse yeah. like I want to be with my daughter. I saw this post that was like, could you imagine if that missile warnings would gave someone the nerve to finally kill their neighbor? <laughs> Someone got fucking raped. <laughs> yeah, just like oh we're gonna fucking die anyway. Ah! Oh wait, false alarm. Right. Fuck. Mass panic on every island of Hawaii. Fucking just you know, half hour of purge, and then like, oh, false alarm, guys. Wait, wait what? Our bad. <laughs> well, it's funny that this wasn't. I mean, I don't. I didn't really follow up, but it really wasn't like panic. Or I mean, I guess there was panic, but not like you know, eighteen dead and purge like 
apocalypse warning. Time, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please don't die while we're driving. <laughs> I remember once I was driving down the FDR Drive in Manhattan, and there was a guy that, like, whizzed by me. <laughs> well, it was a guy, you know, like a real dick, doing like an idea or whatever, and then, like, His dick as I drove up further, he was, like, he had crashed into, like, the divider. I'm not feeling great. <laughs> yeah. Say, <laughs> Yeah. Sucks if he died, but, like, don't do that. Yeah. Don't go 90 in a 45. Don't go 90. <laughs> yeah. Don't go 90 off the Autobahn. Unless you're going to 90. There's a, there's a road of 70, like in Pennsylvania. Montana's got like most people. Oh. The Autobahn. You got cars going like 200 miles per hour. Uh huh. You like. They got people that have to service the roads there. Mm-hmm. And if a car is like in the wrong lane or some shit when you're doing that, you just you just turn to a pink dust. <laughs> I don't. That takes balls to me. You have to have like miles of cones. <laughs> like if he's gonna hit me, this guy's got to do like eight hundred cones. <laughs> if the cones haven't slowed him down, I guess I'm gonna die. Guys, cones. Pictures of cars that crashed on the autobahn. Uh-huh. Like when you go to a junk car and you see a car that's been crushed into a cube already, uh-huh. it just looks like that on the side of the road. <laughs> so you're looking at Autobahn crashes, you're looking at Rob, a, Robin Williams' <laughs> autopsy report. <laughs> well, the Autobahn crashes was a cracked article. Oh, okay. Five things you didn't know about working on the Autobahn. Okay. Could be interesting. And the Robin Williams' autopsy report was like, I don't want to sleep tonight. <laughs> This is my final recording. I leave everything to my daughter. <laughs> Me too. I leave everything to Chris's daughter. Tori and Colton are going to be pissed. <laughs> In the PlayStation, they already have one. Yeah, it, it said everything. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is this dude doing? Awfully slow. Oh, that's why. Because the ground is slush. Pure ah. slush. Did you hate it when all your hair stand on that? <laughs> like your whole body feels like it has to piss? <laughs> You laugh, but you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Your asshole slammed shut. Yeah. This <laughs> is just neurotic motherfuckers driving in winter, the podcast. <laughs> getting in collisions with getting caught. Getting in collisions with coffee. Comedians in traction getting. Colossing medics. I watch it. <laughs> I shoot a bag uh, Oddly enough, that's not Bobcat Goldthwait saying that. It's Jerry Seinfeld after he gets a steering wheel through the skull. Ah, who are these people? What's the deal? No, no really, he has memory loss. Who are these people? It's your wife and your children, Jerry. Who are these people? I'm not Jerry, I'm a bee. I'm the bee from Bee Movie. Starring Jerry Seinfeld. No! I'm the bee, and every time you say bee, the movie goes twice as fast. <laughs> you see the ones like the entire B movie, except there's nothing different. This is just piracy. Who are these people? They're, they're your loved ones, Jerry. I don't recognize them. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> is he like amnesiac or just old? <laughs> well, he was in an accident. He was 
using the comedians of cars getting colostomy bags and getting in collisions. Comedians of cars getting in collisions. Comedians in cars getting T-bone. <laughs> uh, it's got to be oddly specific. Uh, we're going to T-bone Jay Leno. Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, shit, Jerry! <laughs> hey, Jerry. That's a George. Is that Rick? <laughs> uh, Jerry. Uh, Jer- Jerry, we need uh, we need to reboot Seinfeld, Jerry. Like, like yeah, you gotta bring back all the cursing. Like a curb your enthusiasm. But uh, each, you, gotta, you gotta say you. fuck a lot, Jerry. You gotta, like, fuck. Now that Sam Rockwell opened that well. <laughs> he opened up the final seal, Jerry. <laughs> First it was when Lucy and Ricky pushed the beds together. Then, uh, <laughs> then it was Shatner kissing that colored chick. <laughs> then Cousin Oliver uh, he went over to the toilet. Sam Rockwell said, fuck. That, that, that was it. That opened the final seal. <laughs> we can do whatever the fuck we want on TV now. Total freedom. Just, just watch a couple of kids eat a dog. <laughs> It's <laughs> a great thing for Rick to do. Well, well, you can't just have kids eating a dog. You have to bring back America's beloved Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld can come back. It's a whole whole new world now, Jerry. There's no more limits. Sam Rockwell said, "Fuck!" They opened up the final seal. Saw a couple kids eat a dog on, on PBS the other day. <laughs> On the world. Crossing over Rick and Morty with Seinfeld. It's going to be great. <laughs> we're live action. We're just, we're, we're just going to do math the whole time. I'm going to get on TV. Fuck that bee. <laughs> yeah. Dress you up like the bee from B Movie. Going to get real weird with it, Jerry. <laughs> I don't know, Rick. I don't know. I'm going to fucking be on NBC. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's going to be complicated because you're live action. We're cartoons. I'm going to Tupac myself in. <laughs> We're gonna Roger Rabbit that fucking. <laughs> We're gonna Roger Rabbit this shit, Jerry. <laughs> it's gonna be groundbreaking. You're, you're the, f- the first instance of, of Roger Rabbit on TV. <laughs> oh no, they did it on Fox. It was a, it was a son of Zorn. <laughs> Whatever. What was it called? Son of Zorn? Son, son of Zorn, yeah. It's called Son of Zorn. It's on Fox. Get a look with their dicks in it, Jerry. <laughs> Even if there wasn't like one dick, there's not going to be as many dicks as we're putting in this show. How many dicks are we going to put in you, Jerry? We're going to call it Dick and Forty. There's going to be forty dicks. Who are these people? <laughs> that's all. That's, that's got to be a thing. <laughs> Everywhere, dicks, Jerry. We're going to get Buzz Lightyear and Woody. They're going to fuck Jerry. <laughs> You're gonna fuck live on TV. It's another cartoon. It's gonna rip his asshole to infinity and beyond. <laughs> dicks, dicks everywhere, Jerry. He's <laughs> gonna put a snake in his boot. You know what I'm saying? First, literally, then figuratively. And he's his- coming, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's coming. <laughs> and he's a little cuck, Jerry. And he's standing in a corner watching his toys blow each other, <laughs> slowly crying and masturbating. <laughs> You got a friend in me, Jerry. If I wasn't laughing so hard, I was gonna say he was crying and jerking off. I'm glad you were there too. He's got a friend in you, Jerry. He's gonna shove Woody right up your ass. 
show. We're going to hell. <laughs> we'll be back with more dick and fart jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number eight. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked. Prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this, like, little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Click and Hit, enhancing the experience for all recreational smokers. Click and Hit is a one-handed portable vaporizer. This smoking pipe has a compact four-stage design, complete with a built-in, windproof, butane-refillable torch lighter. The large burn chamber holds your stash of legal herb or pipe tobacco. Click the button to ignite and inhale as usual. When you are done, put it back in your pocket for later. Smoke anytime with the touch of a button. No more carrying around grinders and tins. You can leave the pipe, rolling papers, and even your lighter at home. The Click and Hit cordless vaporizer is no bigger than a normal cigar, making it the world's smallest and most discreet vaporizer. It's perfect for use in small places or shared rooms. It's efficient getting five to eight drawers from your packed chamber. It's affordable at just $19.95 each. Buy three and the shipping is free. Buy four and you get the fifth one free. Visit www.click-the-letter-n-hit.com. That's clickandhit.com. And now for listeners of Two Strangers One Podcast, you can use promo code STRANGERS and receive 10% off your purchase at clickandhit.com. That's promo code STRANGERS for 10% off your purchase. And we're back. <laughs> Don't need a baby. You're recording now and I'm talking about shithole countries. Shithole <laughs> <laughs> country. Yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, you know, I'm kind of anti-Trump, but uh, you know, no reason no one just illustrating the fact that there are some... No one's really going and, uh, you know, making plans going to Haiti. (laughs) (laughs) There are, you know... Or if you do, it's on a fucking isolated resort that is gated from the rest of the fucking... There's under-civilized parts of Africa where people build their houses out of cow shit, is all I'm saying. I think they said if we ever go to Mars, part of the plan to go to Mars... Bring cow shit. No, is to eventually... Bring cows and cute space helmets. 
Mo. Why would they change their pronunciation? Because they're on water. Leave me alone, Brenda. I'm trying to blend with the accent. Mo. You're a Martian cow. Mo. It's a Martian cow, say. Mo. When in Rome. What do you feed a gay cow? Grass. What? Mo. I don't talk up. like that. <laughs> you're, you're, oh. you're familiar with that joke? Oh, the gay horse. What, what do you feed a gay horse? Hey. hey. Did I tell you about my little brother trying to say it like years ago? <laughs> what is it? I had to be like eight or something. <laughs> Come from school. is like, hey, guys, I heard a joke today. What do you feed a gay horse? <laughs> Grass. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking great. Timmy, <laughs> I don't think it goes that way. No. <laughs> But I had heard that part of the plan was to use <laughs> shit to be to to use human shit because since it is a waste product and like basically like like in the movie, I didn't see the movie The Martian but like using every so, bit so, of so stuff you, that you have is that your uh, you would the, use that, that, that your hot take on is like shit is waste not if you use it correctly thanks thanks for not if you eat the shit thanks for letting me know I've just been saving it in a pile I don't know what the fuck to do with it. Tell me I can just get rid of that. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the Martian. But you would use it to like, like you can use it because there's ra- there's a lot of radiation on Mars, or at least like it, there's no since there's no ozone, it gets a lot more radiation than like Earth. So like you could actually use the shit to, for the lack of a better term, insulate houses or, or shelters, and the shit would be a, a radiation barrier. So you're, you're making your own ozone, ozone out of the stuff that came out of your ozone. <laughs> out of your O-ring. You no. <laughs> made it better animals. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, in The Martian, he uh-huh. uses his own shit as fertilizer. Uh-huh. And there's like a whole plot point how he needs to separate his shit from the rest of his crew's shit. <laughs> because like the it's microbes like- and antibodies and stuff in his shit won't make him sick. But other people's shit will. I know this goes completely counter to what we were saying the other day. It's like you, you can eat your own shit and not get sick, right? Like, don't don't do it. <laughs> Grow shit in your shit if you have to. Yeah, are you not eating shit if you're eating corn grown out of your shit? Right, but like, like you're not eating dirt when you eat corn. But like bacteria that one human is immune to, uh huh. You know, a different human isn't necessarily immune to it because it's in different guts. So like, oh. Uh, Cow sicknesses don't tend to transfer to humans. So anything in a cow is kind of safe to eat, you know, if it comes out of cow shit in the plant. Oh. Cool. I could be wrong, too. <laughs> but, you know, we'll find out. Well, there, aren't there, there's guys who just take mushrooms, like, out of cow shit. Yeah. I think it's, well, a, it's the kind of people who would take mushrooms out of cow shit, though, so you trust them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposed to get you high. Like, mushrooms that are growing out of cow shit. It's supposed to be hallucinogenic. I wouldn't know anything about Or something to that effect. No. <laughs> There's a cow over there did, did on that, that hill. You ever see that like, MTV movie, Joe's Apartment? Yeah, with the roaches. Yeah, and then he like, brings elephant shit in from like a fucking parade or something, <laughs> and like a really rare flower grows out of it. Oh, God. That was with... Who's the guy from that? See, and that's the guy... River was, Phoenix. Not River Phoenix. That was the guy from the other day that I was trying to remember his name. The one that's not River Phoenix. The one that's not River Phoenix. Fuck. The guy from Joe's apartment that he was married to... Rebecca Romaine. Rebecca Romaine Stamos. you a fucking computer in your hand and you she can was check. Stamos. Jesus Christ. He 
He was in Tomcats. He was in Sliders. Sliders. Joe's apartment. Joe's apartment. Stand by me. Stand by me. And he wasn't River Phoenix. Unless he was. <laughs> uh, Joe's apartment. I feel so fucking stupid. Cast. Joe's apartment is cast. Joe and a bunch of roaches. And you know that was a that was a sketch on MTV that they made into a movie. Yeah, really Ward Michaels for that shit. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Fucking goddamn. That's it. his name. That's absolutely right. Jerry O'Connell, oh. who wasn't standing by me, who was not River Phoenix. Right. Fucking god, why couldn't I get? Because it's Jerry O'Connell. That's the that's the one name in Stand By Me that you don't know. <laughs> you point to fuckers like River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, Will Wheaton. Fuck. <laughs> Not River Phoenix. <laughs> and Jerry O'Connell, he was in a show called My Secret Identity, where, like, it was him and a scientist, and I don't know if, like, the scientist was doing experiments, and he eventually, like, act, like an, a scientific accident through the scientist gave him, but, like, he was, like, a teenager. He was, like, 14, 15, and it was very odd because, you know, his relationship with the... With the Scientist, was it weirder than the Back to the Future dynamic? Yeah, because yeah, I mean that's all. Yeah, when but you think about it, the fuck is Marty friends with this ancient fucking disgraced nuclear physicist? And he's coming over to his house during the day before school to play guitar in the very first scene of Back to the Future, yeah, I, I of which they never like revisit ever again. Marty, do, do they need to? It's not, it's not like this. we're gonna go back to this morning. I want to know what happened to my fucking speaker. <laughs> And three blown horns, Bobby. <laughs> and f- you broke my speaker. <laughs> How the fuck am I gonna jam out? <laughs> broke my fucking speaker, Marty. We gotta go back and fix it. <laughs> I gotta go back and stop you. I, I invented this DeLorean time machine to fix my fucking PV. Because <laughs> it's cheaper. <laughs> Be more responsible, Marty. <laughs> this is a Bose fucking speaker, asshole. <laughs> Why would they revisit that? <laughs> it's really just like world billiards, huh? Super important. But I guess I don't know. That's the prequel movie we need. <laughs> <laughs> the Back to the Future prequel that has no time travel whatsoever. When Doc met Marty. <laughs> right? Well, with all the heat with Rick how, and Marty. Rick and Morty. You know how fucking hard it is to say the names of the characters in that movie in a world where Rick and Morty exists? <laughs> Doc and Morty. You're gonna fuck up one of them unless you really think Doc and Marty. He thrusts his fists against the post. <laughs> when Doc met Morty. Marty. Morty. Marty. I, I don't give uh, a shit how they met, man. A Nambla film. <laughs> <laughs> we need a Doc and Marty movie like we need a fucking young Han Solo. <laughs> These characters get less interesting the more you know about them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, I'm still going to go see If Solo, it's but. done right, I hope it's like, I don't know, like... Like Rogue One, which I didn't like, but of course it was two minutes. I think like somebody said, you know what we never saw? We never saw a Vader in his prime fighting. And then we got to. Yeah, and like, yeah, I mean, we saw an Anakin in his prime yeah. fighting. We got to see Vader fucking less than a day out of the back to tank, just go ape shit. Yeah. And I, I liked Rogue One, but even if it was a shitty movie, I'll take two hours of a shitty Star Wars movie to give me the best 30 seconds of Star Wars fucking ever. Yeah. And that's up to and including now, even after Last Jedi. There's nothing in Last Jedi I love more than the Vader hallway scene. But doesn't, um, <laughs> doesn't... Someone fucked up. Oh, God damn. Tire track's going up a hill. Off oh, the a hill of snow yeah. off the side of the highway. All right, so 
doesn't Rogue One literally take place like two weeks before a week or isn't it like immediately or two weeks before A New Hope? When the credits roll on Rogue One, mm-hmm. we're fucking minutes away from starting. So Darth Vader, who's fucking flinging rebels across the fucking hallway, finally gets to confront Obi-Wan Kenobi, the guy who fucking cut his arms and legs off, and he can't fight for shit. He's making a left hand. Can't fight for shit. Right. Why is it 30 seconds ago he's fucking tearing ass? That wasn't 30 seconds. Two weeks? A while, a few days. Now consider this. Uh Uh-huh. What happened that made him fucking Darth Vader? What put him in this suit? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Three limbs chopped off and fucking burned in lava. Yeah. To the point where when he's not on official business, he's fucking living in a Bacta tank. On okay. Mustafar. He's fresh out of the Bacta tank at the end of Rogue One. He's fucking healed, good to go, doing shit. And then it's just every fucking second is some fresh new agony reopening in those fucking wounds. And ah. it just as time goes, he's on business. He's trying to find those fucking Death Star plans and stop shit. So he hasn't he, had time yeah, to. He's, he's been out of the back to tank for fucking weeks. We're gonna make a left of the light there. I knew that. <laughs> so yeah, he's oh. he's been. Yeah. So I guess I mean I, I mean I guess that's like Disney shit because like an extended universe like Vader was always kind of a badass, yeah. you know. Even though we never got to really see it, he was always tearing ass the way we always kind of assumed he would it, the way he does at the end of Rogue One. So are, are we to assume for those 20, 20 years he, he, he was really good for a little while and then fucking had to go back to his it, little... It, uh, it probably ebbed and flowed that. It's, it's like like filling up a gas tank. You've got, you've got a certain amount of range and then you're, you're fucking hobbling. Ah. And in that case, you know, he's, he's and, fighting... Maybe he was building more like a reputation. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like people yeah. were really scared of him because when he did tear ass, he fucking tear ass. Yeah. Like, dude, how long has it been since he's been in the back of the tank? It's like, it's like when Bane needs to make a point, he fucking pumps the venom. Ah. But, and, and, you know, also... I guess the occasional choking of an Imperial officer isn't, doesn't and, take too much out of you. And, and if, you know, if, if everything I've just said is wrong, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, if he's regularly going in the back to tank, it's because he needs to. But even then, like, he's fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi. He knows he's probably not going to beat him if it's a force fight. So they stick to fucking lightsaber fencing and, you know, fucking mind games and shit. Or something. I'm going to go with the back to tank thing, though, because I like that better. <laughs> More thought out. You think maybe know. it's like a psychological thing? Like, just seeing Obi-Wan kind of, like, yeah, it's just dims his fucking bulb? Like. Not, not even dims his bulb, just like, you know, they're doing, you know, little grump, you know, grumpy old men tiny move <laughs> kind of moves, but, like... You know, if we're taking the Disney, if we're taking the Disney shit as canon, did you see Rebels when Obi Wan killed Darth Maul? No. Spoilers. No, um, but Obi Wan is still relatively in his prime, right? right. Well, not, not in Rebels. He's he's old Ben Kenobi in Rebels. Uh, I but, thought Rebels was like right after Episode Three. No, it's it's like oh no, that's Episode yeah. that's between it's like before, right before Episode Four. It's leading up to Rogue One. Um, I mean, you mean it's after, after Episode Three? Yeah. Leading up to episode four. Yes. Oh, okay, so it's... So, so, but when Obi-Wan kills Darth Maul, it's, you know, little kind of delicate, you know, fencing moves sort of thing, but it gets past all the crazy, you know, whirling dervish bullshit Darth Maul's doing. He tries to do the move that let him kill Qui-Gon Jinn where he fucking bumps the lightsaber up, mm-hmm. and his lightsaber hits air because Obi-Wan's already, you know, like slowly and methodically just fucking moved to where he needs to be without any kind of showy shit. Mm-hmm. And that's how Darth Vader's fighting him on the Death Star is, you know, oh. we're putting our lightsabers exactly where they need to be to either attack or block. 
okay. So he's right. not he's not yeah. Ewan McGregor flipping around. Right. They're not, you know, swinging them around their backs and shit, destroying consoles, you know, trying, you know, every single move is an attack and a defense and a feint. It's just, I think I know what you're going to do, so I'm going to do what I can to block that or attack around. Mm-hmm. So they, they don't need to, you know, and that, that's changing everything to be canon with Disney because the, the reality is they were, you know, fucking Alec Guinness needs to sword fight. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, seventy-year-old man. Right. Oh, are you all? Whatever. I'll, I'll be dead before the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. You know how you wanted to kill off your character? Well, you got your wish, but you're gonna be in the next two. <laughs> Figure that one. Jonathan Lindicky is dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like still goes like movies. You're like he was found dead in his home Saturday evening. They were self-inflicted gunshot. <laughs> In lieu of flowers, please send to the Suicide Awareness Foundation. A private ceremony will be held this Sunday. <laughs> oh. Wait, is this how they're telling us? <laughs> I want an epic voice guy. I'm sorry it was Jonathan Lipney. I don't know how much you love him. <laughs> Jonathan Lipney is dead. <laughs> so, Michael J. Fox doing a motion capture performance as Stuart Little. Oh, man, are you recording that <laughs> yeah. shit? No. I am not. I am Starring having, Gina Davis Samuel L. Jackson I'm having no, I'm as having the no parents. Part, no part in that shit. <laughs> Fuck that. Hold on, stop recording. You need to tell me something. Like, I could probably tell you on that. So once again, Michael J. Fox no. motion capture as Stuart Little. <laughs> you have fun with that. I'm just going to be silent. <laughs> is the computer all glitchy? Is the sensor's not reading? <laughs> no, that's his actual performance. <laughs> it's okay as long as I don't laugh audibly. <laughs> I have no part in this. Starring Samuel L. Jackson as the dead. Got it. <laughs> Bitch, did you get us a twitchy fucking mouse? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I'm, I'm acting like I take the high road here. Anytime I spend a lot of money on something, I always say I drop more change than Michael J. Fox in the parking meter. So, like, I, I'm in no way innocent there. <laughs> I'm Stuart Little. I want you to adopt Bitch, you adopt the fucking mouse? I don't know why Gina Davis... Well, Gina Davis is in this because... She was in a long kiss goodnight. <laughs> we were discussing the long kiss goodnight. You said Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson were in it. Yeah. But you hadn't, you know, the, the syntax suggested that you were asking what movie. Mm-hmm. So it was like, Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson. I was like, Stuart Little 3. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson had nothing to do with that. Although Gwyneth Paltrow is in Stuart Little 2. Uh-huh. And she is in Iron Man 2 with Samuel L. Jackson. Ah. Although they don't share screen time. They're also both in Avengers. Although they don't share screen time. Well, no. I was to say, when they bring in Tony Stark, all the paperwork. That's Agent Coulson. Uh, so is. 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 is um, what's his name? Nick Fury? Fucking Pepper Potts? Because you never see them together. So that means they're fucking. Yeah. That doesn't in my in my fanfiction. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's how it works. 
Like, it could mean they're the same person. I'd buy that before I buy, like, you never see them in the same place, so obviously they're fucking. Anytime they're in the same place, they're naked, and they can't show that on screen. (laughs) Bitch, did you get the extremist virus? My dick's already burning. (laughs) Where's my super suit? (laughs) I need my Frozone ring. Nick, that's from a different movie. You're a different movie. It's all Disney, bitch. (laughs) Put your head in the fucking box. Morgan Freeman. Basically the same. <laughs> no, but Gwyneth Paltrow was. Oh no, I was about to say she was married. I was about to say she was married to Brad Pitt, but she wasn't. <laughs> not, not in real life. He's seven, sure. And Morgan Freeman did the narration for March of the Penguins. Uh huh. And the parody movie Farce of the Penguins was narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. Ah. So that's interesting. Um, you probably haven't. Have you ever seen Farce of the Penguins? No. It's funny as shit. It's like, <laughs> these penguins walk. 70 miles over the course of a few days. Just a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like legit, like nature footage? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, it's, like, it's not like CGI or something like, like that. Peter's going over to Wanda right now. But Wanda's been fucking Tyrone for weeks. <laughs> Is, oh. She doesn't need Peter's dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a millennial, do you. I don't really like labels. <laughs> Do you, uh, you, you old fuck? <laughs> what do you got for me? Do you only see um, why am I oh shit? Fuck. The singer of Genesis. Phil uh, Collins. Phil Collins. Yes, only, I was about to say you only see Phil Collins as the guy who did that Tarzan song. I'm, I'm aware that he's in Genesis, but I if you're like sing something from Phil Collins, I will draw a blank or I'll be like Somewhere something is looking for me. Two words, one family. So, like, you know, <laughs> it, it's, I go to Tarzan first, and if I ever hear something on the radio, I'm like, is this Phil Collins? It's because I'm like, it sounds like the dude that's saying with Tarzan. Because like, <laughs> the same thing with one of our other co workers is, is like, maybe, no, she's two years younger than you. But uh, Tisha. She's older. She's older than you? Yeah. Oh. She just turned 28. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought she was younger than you. So she's two years older than you. But she did the same thing where Phil Collins came on the radio and she's like, Tarzan! Tarzan. And I'm like, maybe because it's a generation thing, I don't associate Phil Collins with Tarzan. I I would imagine, because it's right in our childhood, right when we're still like, you know, uh, Disney movies are kind of lame. I was like, this one, people fucking die left and right. (laughs) Fucking gorillas get shot, the bad guy ends up hanging from a vine. Jesus Christ. Fucking metal movie. And like, they... They're real tasteful with it. They keep it PG. Mm-hmm. It's like Clayton, no. It's like off screen? Well, well, like, so like, Clayton's chasing Tarzan. He's like, Tarzan's swinging from vines, and Clayton, like, gets tangled in vines, and he's falling. And, like, you see him in a way where, like, the vine is definitely going to hit his fucking throat. Uh-huh. And then it cuts away and just shows a tree trunk. And you hear, like, an impact noise. Uh-huh. And then thunder strikes, and the fucking shadow of him hanging is on the tree. Oh. oh it's just fucking. Wow. Like, wow, dude, in a kid's movie. <laughs> like, we, did, movie. we didn't show him die. Fair. <laughs> it's like, you know, we, we, we can show Owen and Baru's skeletons just as long as we don't see how they became that. <laughs> Still smoking skeletons. Yeah. This, isn't Rosie O'Donnell the voice of a gorilla in that movie? Oh. <laughs> like the Tarzan, like in Star Wars? Like, oh, that is- First off, that's a Wookiee. 
<laughs> they, they, they used whale songs and dog noises and reversed it. <laughs> or some shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's Turk. Who does a little... Turk? Is Turk a boy? Maybe. Oh. Kind of, kind of an, an androgynous, very Rosie O'Donnell-esque um, <laughs> gorilla. Well, hey, John, I almost said she does a scatological musical number. That wouldn't have been right at all. Would have been for about, like, like a like a scatological. I saw a Disney really pushing yeah. the fucking issue. <laughs> Uh, it was like, like a, oh, scat, okay. Yeah, not, not scatological. Nothing. First of all, since you'd say poo like you're a poo head. <laughs> Rosie does a total shit show and then fucking Clayton snaps his neck Williams style. <laughs> Brutal fucking movie, dude. Let's go watch it. Let's go watch it and Dutch rudder each other. Because <laughs> that, that's one of the few, like, Disney movies I've never seen. It's it's good, man. It, it's I mean I, I won't say super faithful to the source material because fucking Tarzan kills Clayton with his bare hands in England in the book, <laughs> but you know. Because um. when I was a kid, Tarzan, there was a live action movie called Greystoke, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds dirty. <laughs> Greystroke. <laughs> By the power of Greystroke. <laughs> Interracial masturbation porn. <laughs> you said it, Chris, not me. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second. <laughs> interracial mutual masturbation. Okay, mutual. See that that that's what threw me off. Like interracial masturbation. So, like like a mulatto going to town himself. <laughs> well, it could be a, a guy and a girl could be playing with themselves, and they have different races, just right next to each other. You say masturbation, I picture you know shower fun for one sort of deal. <laughs> It's like Tiger Woods beating off. <laughs> to people in this, like... To consenting to people, adults. Yeah, to consenting adults. <laughs> just in the same room, masturbating. Each of a different race. Because Louis C.K. pulled a gun and he was like, you want to be a star, don't you? <laughs> I'm at the fucked up one. <laughs> So when do you take down your Christmas decorations? When we get sick of them. <laughs> um, it was this weekend, I think this past Sunday we did it this time, but um, it's not like we got like a regular time, like, alright, Christmas is done. Well, like with my family, it was always at the 6th of January, because that's like the, the Feast of the Three Kings. Oh, yeah. The, the, the... Yeah, we're white, so it was married to us. <laughs> song? We Three Kings Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm convinced there must be a song. Maybe <laughs> like, We Three Kings is all uh, to suck another guy's cat. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and there was also a movie with uh, Spike Jones, Ice Cube, and we've got a Transformer. Right? Sean Bean? <laughs> <laughs> Why, it was a cave troll. I don't yeah. know. What's his face? The brother. John Cave. Uh, Why am I drawing a blank? Wahlberg. What? Wahlberg. Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg. Oh. Wasn't it? Wahlberg? Was it Mike Mark Wahlberg? I don't know. Wahlberg? I don't know what movie you're talking about. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg? It was Three Kings. It was uh, about like three soldiers in Iraq. And I want to say that... The gist of the movie is they come across like 
one of like Saddam Hussein's like hidden, like he had money hidden somewhere to sort of be like his backup in case he has to like leave the country or whatever. And they find it, but they're sort of torn. Like, should they report it? Should they just take it? Yeah. You know, should they smuggle it back home? Become fucking millionaires? And I want. I know definitely it was like Spike Jones, like the director Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh, like um, uh, being John Valkovich and Jackass. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did he do the wild things are? Where the wild things are? Is that him? I think. Oh, right. Maybe. And that's. That's a little tidbit that will push me to actually see that movie. <laughs> that was my fucking. That was my bedtime book. My whole childhood. I never watched the movie. I, I, I'm pretty sure he directed that. You sure, it wasn't Spike Lee. <laughs> where do I think? Where do I? <laughs> where the wild things be? <laughs> where this is? <laughs> At seventy, both ones are like the same. <laughs> <laughs> both racially insensitive, but in their own special little way. <laughs> where the white things? Where the white things is? <laughs> Well, he did do the right thing, which I'm well, so surprised. Directing films? No, direct. That was the. Oh, he directed was, "Do the Right Thing." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was that wasn't his first movie because his first movie was called School Days. Or that might be that might have been like his first theatrical movie. Which Spike are we talking about? Right? Spike Lee. Okay. Spike Jones. I don't know what Spike Jones' first one. But being John Malkovich was my first DVD. Wow. When I first bought a DVD player it was wow. being John Malkovich and The Matrix. Mine was. Rankin Bass, the, the, whatever, the, they're like, the comic cartoon. Oh. Jeez. I haven't seen that. I saw it, I mean, I saw it when I was a kid. When I was a kid. <laughs> uh, it was Mr. Cunningham was the voice of the hot, was Bilbo, right? Or Frodo? Mr. Bilbo. Mr. The, the father from Happy Days? Was he not the voice of Frodo? Or Bilbo? Gotta read the room on how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, still, well, Happy Days was in syndication. Yeah, I, I, I saw like an episode on Nick at Night. <laughs> I think it's the one where they introduced Fonzie. The okay, um, the Father Dowling mysteries. No. <laughs> um, it's, like, it's like fucking death proof. Stuntman Mike's going over like his whole litany, and everyone's just giving him a blank stare. <laughs> you know any of these movies or TV shows I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the Journeyman. <laughs> You know, little house in the big wood. <laughs> you know, Dallas. He was trying to. He was on Dallas. <laughs> Guns and saddles. <laughs> I was making shit up. <laughs> the frontiersman. Hi, guy. Are, are you being serious right now? <laughs> oh no! I, oh no! I'm, no. <laughs> I'm just. It's, it sounds like shows from the seventies. <laughs> See, I literally didn't fucking know. <laughs> um. Anyway. He might have been the voice of Bilbo in that. I'm 99% sure that Mr. Cunningham, and I know he, I, I, I can't remember his real name, the father from Happy Days, Father Dowling's Mysteries, was the voice of Bilbo. Okay. And I was always familiar with Bilbo. So when Lord of the Rings came out, they kept saying Frodo Baggins. I'm like, you stop saying it wrong. <laughs> it's not Frodo. It's not Frodo. It's Bilbo. And then you realize what a fucking idiot you were. <laughs> And like, oh, Frodo's his I had a, uncle? I had a similar experience getting a... My dad would read me The Hobbit at that time sometimes. Uh-huh. I went to a friend's house. He had Lord of the Rings for Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. And I started playing that, and you play as Frodo Baggins. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> who the fuck is Frodo Baggins? 
What kind of bullshit offshoot fucking off-brand shit is this? Yeah, you know, this isn't a licensed fucking game, dude. <laughs> fucking Tolkien's probably spinning in his grave. Some fucking bogus made-up fucking character. Fuck what is, is some extended it? universe bullshit? What the fuck is a Frodo? <laughs> is it written by Timothy Zahn? <laughs> <laughs> if so, I'm in. <laughs> well, that's... Okay, look. I think... I think I know what the problem is with both The Last Jedi. I think both The Last Jedi and Force Awakens both weren't movies that Star Wars fans wanted to see. I disagree as a Star Wars fan. Like, oh, wow. I'm just saying is that like there was so much vitriol towards both movies that like I don't think they got the right people. Like I think they should have gotten like a we're gonna make the left. You know, we should have gotten Dave Filoni from, you know, the Clone Wars. They should have gotten Timothy Zahn. And, like, I understand. It's not like you're going to stick Dave Filoni. Like, a movie director like Dave Filoni. People are like, who the fuck is that? Like, okay, J.J. Abrams is good. You know, let J.J. Abrams direct it. But the, the script should have been, like, you know, it should have been Lawrence Kasdan, Dave Filoni, and Timothy Zahn locked in a room. And, like, your guys aren't coming out until you've, you've given us an outline for the next three movies and at least a script for fucking episode seven. I would disagree. Because the... All those people you listed, they're really, really good at painting inside the rules of what we know Star Wars is. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit about that. If I want extended universe universe Star Wars bullshit, I'll read the books. Mm -hmm. I want something new, something that challenges the shit. But can't, like, I mean, what I wanted is I wanted the Star Wars movies turned up to fucking 11. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted. You know, fucking J.J. Abrams makes us wait all through episode 7 to to fucking give us Luke Skywalker the last three minutes only for fucking uh, Ryan Johnson to fucking just kill him off. So, like, because I don't think, I honestly don't think that these movies are planned out. I think, you know, J.J. Abrams set up enough mystery. show up on set every day and say, all right, what's <laughs> next? <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, I know we, okay, Daisy, we already... Daisy has the rain stick today, so she decides what happens. <laughs> <laughs> What if, what if what if I went into the hut and Adam was in there, but he wasn't wearing a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> but how can you see him? We'll, we'll figure it out tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> what if I went into the giant vagina in the ground? It was sort of like that dark cave on Dagobah. What if I um? What if I went into my chambers, but Daisy was there, but she's wet from the rain? Like, why don't you just fuck already? I'm trying to make a movie. <laughs> This sex pervert. She's actually very pretty. Next day, Mark gets the stick. He's like, "All right, what if, what if Daisy and Adam are in the hut, but then I walk in on them?" Like, Jesus, what is this? What's going on with you three? We're swingers, right? I like to watch. I'm a weird version of I'm a cuck. What if I'm like so surprised and aroused by it that I just blow the hut to smithereens? So I catch her with my nephew, right? And like years ago, I snuck into my nephew's tent at night. <laughs> and I, I pulled out this long thing out of my robe, and he saw it. So he pulled out his long thing out of his robe. Talking about lightsabers? Yeah, but I wanted it to be sexy, right? <laughs> so then years later, my same sexy nephew. What? Se- what? <laughs> 
All right, Carrie, it's your turn. What do you want to do? Just blow me out of the fucking airlock, you people with freaks. <laughs> I'm doing every drug known to mankind, and you fucking people yeah. disgust me. Where's my ecstasy? <laughs> you guys are fucking freaks. Yeah. I'm about to puke, and I just did coke off of Nubaka's dick. <laughs> Gary Fisher's ass. Dude, fucking no. <laughs> Vetoed. <laughs> Leave that talk alone. He's been through enough. His fucking mom died, dude. Dude, poke out of Gary Fisher's ass. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's why the dog always looks so fucking goofy. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Referring to a dead woman doing coke off her, her... Out of her dog. <laughs> out of her... Not off of her dog. Out of her dog, you sick fuck. The dog always looks so fucking goofy. Because he's shoving coke up its ass and then snorting it out. Like, do you well, not? How do you else can, smuggle it on the Carrie, plane? Do you not own a fucking spoon? <laughs> yeah, she was sniffing her dog's ass and she had a heart attack. I don't know what happened. It's fucked up, but she loved these jokes. It's like, it's like there were people on the plane that started sniffing the dog's ass, but like they had a squash. They just squashed the story. Like, there's a fucking legacy here. You could say she was doing drugs, but don't say where she was doing the drugs yeah. from. <laughs> none, of, none of this can leave this room. Can you all keep it a secret? I'm going to the press. <laughs> what do they say? Two men can keep a secret if one of them's dead. Anybody else? No, no, we're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> what I thought. Here's two tickets to Disneyland. <laughs> Somebody rinse that dog's ass out and get the coroner on the phone. This ain't dead coke dogs storage on my door. Cause I don't store dead coke dogs. What the fuck? <laughs> Man, this was not a good thread. This was a bad conversation. I hope Why you're am upset. I laughing so hard? I hope you're as upset with you as I am. Let's uh, let me do all my whole outro stuff. Please visit two strangers one podcast.net where you can find all things show related. Uh, you can find links to our iTunes page. You can uh, download, subscribe to us on iTunes, on your iPhone, iPad, or iPod. If you don't have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, you can download us on the Stitcher app. That's S T I T C H E R for Android devices. Uh, that's the Stitcher app. I use the available offline option and uh, Listen later option, uh, so you don't have to kill your data, you don't have to kill your battery when your Wi-Fi spot. Get all the less episodes you want to listen to, and uh, listen to them later. Um, and of course, we are available on the SoundCloud app. That is our hosting site. Um, I make sure all the episodes are downloadable. I think on iTunes they are downloadable, but on Androids they aren't. So that's why I'm a little like. But if you go to the website on SoundCloud, you can find us, and you can download them from there if you want to do. Um, if you want to write to us, you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. That's all spelled out. Two strangers one podcast. Uh, I got a brand new computer. Thank you to my dad for helping me out uh, with uh, basically a payment for the computer because uh, we're recording this on a new on a new system. And it sounded good when I was recording earlier. So, um, you know, thank you, Dad. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it was the old computer holding you back, and not this antique microphone. <laughs> it's 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 uh, the microphone has uh, it has it has soul, it has yeah. spirit. It has you, you guys, funk. you guys, you guys, seeing all this soul in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, um, I haven't. The funny thing is, with the new computer, I haven't. I have this. I don't have time to sign into the email account right now, but no one writes us anyway. But if you want to write us, you can write us at Two Strangers One Podcast. Well, what happened to that Gmail one fan that writes all the time? He he fell off the fucking face of the earth. I don't know what Literally? happened. Literally? 
Well, I don't know. <laughs> you think the Earth's flat? <laughs> oh, we got another hour to go there. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go to the space station. Look. Um, but yeah, the uh, but you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. We want your money. We need your money. And until we set up a Patreon, what you can do is you can share and like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash two strangers one podcast. Once again, all spelled out. And share this episode, like the page, uh, share the entire page. And that'd be great. Uh, we also have a YouTube group, Two Strings One Podcast Network. Um, let me see what else. Uh, we're on Twitter at Stranger Podcast. Um, no, I've only the episodes that are available online right now are really only from the past year. If you want to go back and listen to any of our other episodes from more than five years ago, we are on YouTube. Uh, just search for Two Strangers One Podcast. We can find all the earlier two hundred some odd shows. Um, you can find my Stranger Vlogs. Uh, which I've done about 40 so far, and I have two in the pipe. <laughs> and <laughs> two up the butt, two in my anus, like a finger. And uh, and I also have my audiobook. If you want to hear my second book, Odd I See a Tale from the Road, you can listen to it totally for free on YouTube. Just search for Odd I See a Tale from the Road. Also available on YouTube. And that's about it. I can't think of her speak on no, I, got you never... <laughs> I was like fuck that i got yeah. shit i gotta do yeah, if, you, if you guys can tell me how to how to beat this part of zelda i'm stuck on <laughs> shoot, shoot me an email thunderblight ganon's a bitch <laughs> thunderblight ganon so if you have any way to beat thunderblight ganon you can write to us at two strings old podcast at gmail.com <laughs> thanks <laughs> get, get some traffic in that email account <laughs> Bunch of people telling me how bad I am at the game. <laughs> That's like the first like half of the game, like not even the first half. Well, no, no, it's because you can you can tackle those dungeons in any order. Oh, okay. Which I think is a total ripoff of a uh, Shadow of the Colossus, but for another day. You you can't tackle those in any order. You can, oh, I guess. <laughs> oh, you proved me wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming I'm to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening. Had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to the Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Austin. Don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. Chocolate. You should be fapping balls. All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it? Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee. But it is spelled C O L O N. And punny. But. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialist. I feel you, Eric. Lynette. I, 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 oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I smell, sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively. Sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia! Is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. Alright. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her. Fuck it. She's impressed. I am. Summer, she got some summer reading. Uh, Christopher Cologne. Smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. 
Oh, you don't even need to name check me. It's just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. It's a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be honest with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. (laughs) Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.com. L-U-L-U.com. That's Lulu.com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15, and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen's not even that bad for a hard, for a paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on! Come I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know, you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information at Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. and You could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.